If you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah 43, and I'm going to read one verse of Scripture. I'm going to ask you to stand for the reading of God's Word. Isaiah 43 and verse 1. But now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel. Fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. What a beautiful verse of Scripture. No matter what you've been through this week, if you're a child of God, let me remind you, you belong to Him. Father, thank you for the Word of God. Thank you for what you're going to do and how you're going to speak to us over these next few moments. May your name be glorified, honored, and praised. And we give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. With the help of the Holy Spirit today, I just want to spend a few moments talking about a celebration of redemption. A celebration of redemption. At least 13 of our church family will be water baptized in just a bit. And we will, as heaven will, celebrate their salvation. Celebrate their victory. Celebrate their eternal redemption. Now, in 2023, the word redemption would be strange to many. But it is a very important word that is found throughout the Bible. In our day and in our culture, the one time you might would hear the word redemption would be maybe in an example like this. I have purchased these flowers, and I'm taking my wife out for dinner, and I have planned this wonderful evening because I forgot our anniversary, and now I am attempting to redeem myself. <laughs> attempting to get back in good standing with the other person. But when you truly understand the word redemption, you know that redemption is not of your own doing, but it becomes the work of someone else on your behalf. Webster states, to redeem means to buy back, to get, or to win back, to free from what distresses or harms, to free from captivity by payment of a ransom. This is maybe a low level of redemption, but this would be a good example for those of you who are in the sports world. Lou Johnson, a 1965 World Series hero for the Los Angeles Dodgers, tried for 30 years to recover the championship ring that he had lost to drug dealers in 1971. 
drug and alcohol abuse had cost him everything from that magical season, including his uniform, his glove, and the bat that he used to hit the winning home run in the deciding game. When Dodger president Bob Grazano learned that Johnson's World Series ring was about to be auctioned on the internet, he immediately wrote the check for $3,457 and bought the ring before any bids were ever posted. He did for Lou Johnson what the former Dodger outfielder had been unable to do for himself. Lou Johnson, that's 66 years old, and after many years of being drug-free, he wept when he was given the golden ring back. And he said, it felt like a piece of me had been reborn. That is a level, a measure, if you will, of redemption. I want to ask the question, are you here this morning and you find yourself in need of redemption? You see, there is one whose name is Jesus Christ. He is, in fact, the creator of the universe. He is the owner of the world. He is the sustainer. The scripture is very clear that in him we live and we move and we have our being. He is the greatest preacher, greatest teacher, greatest prophet to have ever lived on this earth. He is the son of the living God. He is the king of kings. And he is the Lord of lords. But this morning I want to focus on the reality that he is the redeemer. The first thing I would tell you is that Jesus is the redeemer of the church. At age 33, he started an organization, an institution, an organism, if you will, <clears throat> that is still growing today called the church. Outside of the family unit, it is still the greatest body on the face of this earth. Yeah, it started with a couple of fishermen who were just minding their own business and tending their nets, when Jesus Christ walked past them and said to those two fishermen, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. And from that moment until this moment, the church continues to represent the Lord Jesus Christ and continues to impact the world. But make no mistake about it, the church had to be redeemed. It was not enough to have teachings and, and miracles and the raising of the dead. This organism called the church had to be in covenant relationship with the Heavenly Father. Otherwise, it wouldn't be no different than the Elks or the Moose lodge or the lion's club or any other kind of lodge or civic organization but can I tell you we are not a civic organization the church is in covenant relationship with almighty God and the church is redeemed today and there was a tremendous price paid to redeem the church that you are in and among this morning I like the way Paul put it in Acts 20 and 28 when he was 
was addressing the elders and the pastors that were in Ephesus. He said these words, Take heed therefore unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased or redeemed with his own blood. Oh, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit, he was saying, I've placed you in charge as elders. It's a sobering responsibility. And I don't mind to tell you, let me just sidestep for a moment. It is a very sobering responsibility to be an elder over this organism called the church. And the scripture tells me I must pay attention to myself. I have to keep myself in spiritual standing with God. And I have to pay attention to the church of God, the flock of God. Why? Because it has been redeemed or purchased with the blood of Jesus. Oh, thank God. With all of its perfections, the church is still the organism that belongs unto the Lord. And Peter writes to the church, and this is what he said to a church that was dispersed all across Palestine. He said, for as much as you know that you were not redeemed with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Oh, praise the Lord. You're not, you didn't just come to another civic lodge today. When you got up and got dressed, you came to the house of God. You're not just sitting next to another community member. You're sitting among the family of God, the church of God, which has been purchased by the blood of the Lord. Can I just say, though it may be outdated, I am thankful that I am part of an organism that has been redeemed by the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Let me all oh, praise the Lord. Let me just tell you here this morning. We live in a church culture that touts believing and a word like redemption is outdated. It's not correct Christianese to hear the word redemption in the church in the 21st century. Let's just believe. Well, let me give you a news flash. Let me remind you that the scripture says the devils, the demons also believe and they even tremble. But I've also come by to tell you that demons are not redeemed. And so therefore, thank God, not only did I believe, but I'm also redeemed by the blood of Jesus Christ. <laughs> thank the Lord for redeeming the church. But he's not only the redeemer of the church, but he's also the redeemer of the soul, the individual, the person. He redeems or purchases the souls of man. The words we read this morning from Isaiah 43 and 1, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You belong to me. You say, well, how does it happen? Well, let me tell you a couple of things about how it happens. How the soul gets redeemed. How the soul gets purchased. First of all, and you need to listen carefully, it is through Christ alone. Now, I know I just said that a few moments ago when I was talking about the church. But you need to hear this for your soul as well. Because there's a message out there that propagates that it could be Christ and your works 
That is not true. That is an error. That is a lie. It is not Christ and your works. You cannot be saved by your works. You can only be saved by faith in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. It is through Christ and Christ alone. Listen, Romans 3.24, redemption is through Christ. Galatians 3.13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. Colossians 1.14, again, we have redemption through his blood. I'm telling you, it is Christ and Christ alone. You can't add works to it. And let me tell you, there is not Christ and other alternatives either. That is not an option. There are not many ways to God. That is a deception that will destroy. Oh, is anybody in the house today? We're hearing it. It's out there. It is not only in the culture of the world with prominent personalities saying, oh, just find your own way to God. There is no other way to God. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no man comes to the Father except by me. I'm afraid if we're not careful, that kind of mentality, and it already is, is permeating, permeating the church. Well, let's just operate with an atmosphere of love. Let me tell you, God is love, but God is also truth, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And I'm telling you, there are churches dying on corners right now they may still be have have an active attendance they may still be strong financially but the spirit of God has left them a long time ago because the culture of the world and the message of the world and many ways to God and let's all just coexist and let's all just get along and they've allowed to permeate into their church whole movements are split wide open today about three or four of them that you are very familiar with why because they have said God God is love, but they've ignored the fact that God is truth, and there's only one truth, and that truth is Jesus Christ. He's the only way to the Heavenly Father. It is through Christ alone that a soul is redeemed. You ask the question, can every soul be redeemed? Well, according to the, the Bible, it can. Psalms 111 and verse 9 says, He has sent redemption to his people. In Psalms 130 and verse 7, with the Lord there is plenteous of redemption. Oh, I feel a shout coming on because I see, I know how entrapped I was. I know how enslaved I was to sin. I know how deep my pit was that I was in. But Hebrews tells me that the Lord can save to the uttermost. It doesn't matter how deep the pit is. I like what Isaiah says in another place. He said, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. If you're in the house of God today, and there's something that's got you bound and you're enslaved and you're addicted. You're in some kind of a bondage and you say, I don't know if I can be redeemed. Don't you listen to the lies of the devil. Don't you listen to the lies of your own flesh. According to Psalms 130, there is plenty of redemption to go around to whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord. So redemption comes for the soul through Christ alone. There's redemption for every soul that will call upon him. 
And then you also need to understand that there is redemption from all of your sins. It's personal. It's for every soul. But Psalms 130 and 8, listen to what it says. It says, he shall redeem Israel from all, all of his iniquities. Hallelujah. You go over to Titus chapter 2 and verse 14. It says, Jesus gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all of our iniquity. <laughs> Hallelujah. Redemption happens through Jesus. Redemption is plenteous for everyone. And redemption is from all of our sin. When a person comes to know Christ, they don't get up partially redeemed. They don't get up partially born again. They don't get up partially saved. When they have turned their lives over to Christ, you're not redeemed from lust and still bound by pride. You're not redeemed from adultery and still bound by hatred. You're not redeemed from lying and still bound by gossip. When my Bible tells me from the lips of our Lord, He whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Redeemed from all of our sin. One more thing. Redemption is intended to be for all of eternity. Hallelujah. Hebrews 9, 12, by his own blood, Jesus entered once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. If you go to hell, it won't be Jesus' fault. If you go to hell, it won't be your pastor's fault. It won't be your spouse's fault. It won't be your kid's fault. It won't be your parents' fault. Jesus has made eternal redemption available, and there's plenty to go around for everyone. <laughs> you see, redemption is what Jose did for his prostituting wife, Gomer. She stood on the auction block of sin, helpless for herself. She had betrayed him time and time and time again in illicit relationships. Harlotry had her bound. The seduction of the flesh had pulled her away from her marriage covenant. But Jose, the prophet, he could not turn away because he loved her unconditionally. And though she was ravaged and worthless to others... She was still priceless to Jose. And the scriptures tells us that he redeemed her from the auction block of harlotry and sin. Redemption is what Boaz did for Ruth when he stood at the gate entrance of the city in front of ten witnesses. And he exchanged his shoe with his family member as the sign of the transaction. And when he did that, the Moabite Ruth, who was not part of the Israeli nation became Boaz's kinsman redeemer. Boaz became her kinsman redeemer. She became his wife. Listen to this. Boaz married Ruth and she bore Obed, who then begat David, who begat Solomon, who begat Rehoboam, who begat Abiah, who begat Asa, and on and on, the scripture says. And one more begat another until you get to Methan, who begat Jacob. 
And Jacob, who begat Joseph, who was a husband to Mary, from whom came the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who became the ultimate kinsman redeemer. And it wasn't a shoe in front of a few witnesses in the city gate that sealed the deal. No, it was his shed blood outside the gate of the city in front of the whole world. The angelic host and the heavenly Father who looked away. Jesus purchased and ratified and sealed our redemption praise the Lord and so today you're looking at a soul that is redeemed from sin redeemed from Satan redeemed from sorrow so he redeemed the church but it's more personal. He redeems every soul. But he's also redeemer of the body. He's redeemed the church. He's redeemed the souls of men. And he's shortly to redeem the body. Listen to Isaiah 59 and 20. The redeemer is coming to Zion. And he's coming unto them that have turned from transgressions. Oh, hallelujah. <laughs> Let me say that another way. The Redeemer's coming to his people. And he's coming to those who have turned from their sins. Woo! Praise the Lord. That's me. That's you. Job 19 said it like this. He says, I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. 1 Thessalonians 4.14 tells us how it's going to happen. The scripture says that the redeemed, the saved souls have gone on to Jesus. Their soul and their spirit are in the presence of the Lord. But at any moment, at any moment, I said at any moment, the father is going to look to the son and he's going to say, son, go get my children, go get your bride. Hallelujah. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. And when, oh, this is encouraging someone here this morning. And when the father looks to the son and says that. The scripture tells us in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 14 that all the souls that have been with the Lord over the last 6,000 years, they're going to come back with him, souls and spirits. And as he descends into the clouds of glory, he may stop at the clouds, but their souls and spirits are going to go to the cemetery. Oh, praise the Lord. They're going to go to the cemetery at high memory. They're going to go to the cemetery at sunrise. They're going to go to the cemetery wherever it's at. It's some blessed sacred church that has a cemetery behind their building today where your loved ones and my loved ones are resting. The souls and the spirits of man are going to come and when they do they're going to be reunited with those bodies that are in the ground and 1 Corinthians 15 tells us that the corruption is going to put on incorruption. The mortal's 
going to put on immortality and then once and for all eternity the work of redemption will be completed there will have been redemption of the church there will be have been redemption of the soul and praise God there will be redemption of the body and the scripture says and forever we will be with the Lord and the dead in Christ shall rise first then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds and so shall we ever be with the Lord let me comfort someone with those words today Jesus is coming soon to redeem the bodies of man well praise the Lord Isaiah 35, God said this is worth repeating twice. Isaiah 35 and Isaiah 51 tells us the redeemed of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy shall be upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and sorrow, joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Woo. <laughs> Hallelujah. I don't just believe today. I'm redeemed. I don't have some cheap grace relationship with God where I say I believe. Listen to me. But I live like the devil. Redeemed people live like Jesus. Soul, spirit, and at any moment, body will be redeemed as well. was a gem gem dealer that was strolling the aisles at the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show. An expert in the area, he noticed a blue-violet stone the size and the shape of a potato. He looked it over, and then as calmly as possible, he asked the vendor, you want $15 for this? The seller, realizing that the rock wasn't as pretty as others in the bin, lowered the price to $10. The $10 stone was taken, and it was certified. and turned out it was a 1905 carat natural star sapphire about 800 carats larger than the largest stone of its kind. And it was appraised at $2.28 million. And he bought it for 10 bucks. Here's the point. It took a lover of stones to recognize the sapphire's worth. Holy Spirit, help me. Oh, I feel him right here. 
friend, no matter what your opinion of yourself is. Hallelujah. Or what others' opinions of you are. When you came into the house today, it took the lover of souls to recognize the true value of ordinary people like you and I. would be amazed if you knew how many people come to church, how many people your pastor tries to encourage that are so beat down and they think they can't be redeemed. They think they can't be set free. And I try I'm texting, I'm praying, I'm encouraging, and they say I'm not, I'm not worthy. Let me tell you something. A person may say, and I agree, that they're undeserving. But everyone is worthy to be washed in the blood. He's the redeemer of all. So my God, I feel this. this is, I just feel a check in my spirit. This may just be for one soul in here, one soul watching online. I don't know. Well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know my shame. You don't know my guilt. He wants to redeem you. He wants to call you from darkness into light. From death to life. He wants to make you his child. Because he sees how priceless you are. you like to be redeemed today? I don't mind to tell you. I'd say it'd be awesome if some souls today would find redemption that didn't even bring a change of clothes, didn't even bring a towel, but that would turn their hearts so over to Christ and be miraculously redeemed that they'd walk from the altar right into the baptismal pool. Bow your heads. Would you like to be redeemed from all of your sin? Would you like to be redeemed from all of your sorrow? Would you like to be redeemed from all of Satan and his tactics? Would you like to be redeemed from the hand of the enemy? Would you like to change families this morning? Would you like to be set free <laughs> once and for all? <laughs> a 
Oh, sweet Holy Spirit. Oh, sweet Holy Spirit. There's an overwhelming sense of God's Spirit that is suddenly settling on this house. I could ask you to raise your hand. It matters not what you need to be redeemed from. You just say, Pastor, I just want to be redeemed. I just want to be, I just want to be set free. It may be a lifestyle, it may be a specific thing, it may be a relationship, it may be your past. Maybe the taunts of the enemy upon your mind, your heart. Say, um, today's it. This first Sunday in May, is it? It's it. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired. Tired of fighting this on my own. I don't have the strength. I keep giving in. I keep beating myself up. I go through this vicious cycle. And then I try this new technique and this new way. And this, I read this new book or listen to this person, this influencer. And they tell me, you can overcome this way. Maybe you come to the fork in the road where you say, you know what? It's time to really give it to Jesus. It's time to really give all of it to Jesus. You say, you're describing me, preacher. You're describing me, preacher. I'm ready to be redeemed. I'm, I'm ready to be redeemed from all of my sin, from all of Satan and his tactics, from all of the sorrow that I've created in my own life. I'm ready. Today's it. Anyone, anyone be bold enough to get up from where you are in front of God and in front of the people in this room because there is no one in this room that is deserving. We're all undeserving. That's the beauty of grace. That's the beauty of mercy. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for honest hearts. Thank you for honest hearts. Fresh slate today. Fresh slate today. Today. New chapter. Taking the journey. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for redeeming. Thank you for redeeming. for redeeming. Thank you for redeeming. I want you to very quietly and reverently stand to your feet and if you're thankful today that you're redeemed, I want you to just take a few moments. I want you to lift your hands to heaven and I want you to just thank the Lord for redeeming you. Come on. Come on. Come on. <laughs> 
Thank you for redeeming me. Touch her today, Lord. A fresh start. A new chapter. We're not going to do this in our own strength. So lay down your We're going to do it in the strength of the Lord. Our home, our family. Our marriage, our children. And all who we're going to walk in your strength. We realize today we don't deserve your grace. But because of your shed blood, you've made us worthy. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Thank you. You know, the scripture says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom he hath redeemed from the hand of the enemy. You belong to Satan, but if you're a child of God today, you've been redeemed from his claws. Hallelujah. I, I just sense that we just need to lift up some praise for our redemption. Come on. Verbalize your praise right now. Verbalize your praise right now. Verbalize your praise right now. Come on. Verbalize your praise. down Thank you for saving me. Thank you for redeeming me and setting me free. I used to be Gomer on the auction block of sin. I used to be wandering aimlessly like Ruth until I met you, my Boaz, and you redeemed me. <laughs> now I don't have to fear anymore. For you have redeemed me. You have set me free. Lay down your heart and come as you Just lay down your 